All righty. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. We are on today with Ms. Jacqueline Wells. And um, we're going to have, you know, as usual, a friendly conversation about what we're doing and, you know, how um, she can help you with your business and different things. So we're going to jump on in and we're going to, I'm going to read a little bit about her bio. And uh, we're just going to have a lively conversation. As an astute observer of behavior, I am endlessly fascinated by the messiness of being human, and I find people who are vulnerable and honest about their struggles incredibly interesting and courageous. As the author of When and When is uh, When the Crow Sings, The Fearless Factor, and the soon-to-be-published The Fearless Factor at Work, I've explored human behavior and asked tough questions to discover hard truths for more than 35 years. Ms. Wells grew up in the school of hard knocks and witnessed firsthand many of the conditions that sabotage a person's ability to succeed. This experience has helped her enormously while observing and talking with thousands of people over several decades. She has come to understand the challenges we all confront and all comfort are not much different. No matter who you are or what you're doing in life, the first half of all of her life were spent wondering and wondering. I was, <clears throat> she was a writer, a singer, and a global nomad who lived and traveled on three continents, developed a passion for martial arts, earning a black belt in karate. Oh, wow. And now an avid CrossFit athlete. She is an active co-partner in a long-term marriage and along the way became the mother of four children who have grown up to be amazing adults. Wow. So there has been a lot of traveling uh, spiritually and uh, physically for uh, Jacqueline. So thank you so much, Jacqueline, for coming on and joining us today. My pleasure, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, let's just jump on in. I love the word be fearless. Um, even before the pandemic, you know, we have the fear of you know, starting a business, moving forward, trying out new things. And now when we're in this pandemic now, it's just, you know, layer upon layer of fear for a variety of different reasons. So we're at the end of 2020, getting ready for 2021. What can you offer people of getting over their fear and getting back out there and uh, pursuing their dreams and, and visions? Well, that is a wonderful and, and big question. So let's let's tear that one apart and go for it. <laughs> so being fearless for me is about the other side of fearless is having courage, having the courage to take the next step. And that's where a lot of people fall down, frankly. They stop themselves before they give themselves an opportunity to test things out, to see if if you know what what they're thinking about is true or not true. Too many people fall into the trap of, of playing small. And so therefore they have fears and uncertainty about whether they're capable, whether they can really push themselves out there and do stuff that they want to do. But, you know, my philosophy on all of this is basically you don't know until you try. So if you're going to stop at the gate, if you like, and say to yourself, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not. 
Well, be fearless. See where it gets you. I mean, this is my tagline, but I really truly believe this, that many times our fears are imagination based. We make stuff up. We have all kinds of circumstances that we'll put in our own way. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough support. I don't have enough network. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Well, start focusing on what you do have and start focusing on what you can do to take a chance to actually get yourself out there and see what happens. And 2020 has been an awful year for so many people. And, uh, you know, for those of us who are solopreneurs, people who have been in business for ourselves, it might have been actually the worst year of, of ever, frankly. Yeah. Right. In terms of you know income and and where business is coming from, uh, it, you know so that's kind of put people into a very depressive mood about is this is all about me? Well, the fact of the matter is this year is not all about you. This yeah. year is about global pandemics that have impacted every single one of our lives. So your talents, your skills, your insights, whatever you had going on for you before, are still there. They're still intact. But you can't allow this this feeling of failure to get in the way. And, and this is a big one for a lot of people, feeling like they failed in some way. And that, can, again, can stop you from getting mm -hmm. moving forward. So 2021 is an opportunity. I like to say this year was full of possibilities. And next year is about taking opportunities and figuring out how you can get yourself out there. And even for me, I'm going through this myself. I mean, this has not been one of, not be totally transparent, it's not been one of my rosiest years, I'll be honest with you. But what I did was I put an enormous amount of effort into reconstructing my brand, creating my book, which got published a few weeks ago, and building online programs, because we're gonna be far more virtual now than we've ever been, and I've always, coached and, and done work virtually, as well as being in person as well. But I'm really seeing that the future is, for most part, going to be virtual. So I've spent my time building this year and not putting so much attention on business development. But that has to change. And so my focus has to go back onto business development again. Uh, you can't just sit around and wait for it to come to you, because even for someone like me who's got an enormous amount of credentials, you got to work it. You know, and, uh, you know, it's the old saying, it won't work if you don't work it. And, yeah, you know, you are the savvy business person. So, you know, being savvy in business is about knowing, you know, what do you need to do to take the next step? And whatever fears are in the way of that, question them. Ask yourself, are they true? Do you have empirical evidence that what you fear will come to pass? And if you don't, then take the next step. I love what you just said, a question your fear. Um, how how can a person do that? Because a lot of times when we're fearful, um, you know, everybody has their different level. They may cringe. They may, you know, just, you know, it's not going to happen. It's all of those doubts and everything just piled on everything. And how can a person get to that point to start questioning that fear, whether it's in an outline form, you know, journaling or whatever that process is, how can they start that process of questioning the fear and then finding that solution? Well, you're raising a very important point here, which is the questions. I mean, the reason why my books are, you know, the success that they are is because at the end of every section, there's a whole stream of questions that you have to 
ask yourself about, you know, how confident am I? How credible am I? How well am I communicating? Uh, you know, these are the things that, that we start to think about. Many times we get caught up in negative thinking. And I like to say, when you catch yourself in negative thinking, ask yourself, who's doing the talking? Because right. frequently, it's not you. It got planted there at an earlier stage of your life. And I like to say, you know, in my life, my father told me for years growing up that I would never amount to anything. And he made mm -hmm. damn sure that that message was loud and clear. Well, guess what? I believed it for a long time until such times as I was able to get support and encouragement from others who knew better and who began to understand who I was. And I began to change my belief systems. So changing your belief systems is a big piece. And it's part of the programming that I do in my work is change the belief systems by questioning, is this true? Am I really not competent? Am I really not capable? Am I do I really need all the money that I need in order to succeed? You know, so the changing of your belief system becomes that self-awareness. Who am I? What's my strengths? What's my weaknesses? Uh, what are my values? Oh, and what's, yeah. the vision? what's the vision that I have going forward? Too many times we have a wish for something, but a wish is right. not actually what makes stuff happen. It's the action that take, makes that dream become a reality but it's that day-to-day -day show up do the work and make sure that you're pushing yourself a little bit further every day eleanor roosevelt said many years ago do something every day that scares you and i'm all for that actually you know ask for what you want now here's a big piece right now is a lot of people are afraid to ask for what they want wow that is crucial yeah and there's a lot of people who are afraid to say right now, I really don't know what I'm doing, but I want to learn and I want to be able to move forward. Okay. So we're supposed to know everything and we're supposed to have it all together. And you like to put that out in social media that, you know, yeah, I'm very successful and so on and so forth. But inside you might be feeling nah, not so much. You know, so again, that piece of where's the fear that that stops you from uh -huh. Really reaching out and doing something that makes you uncomfortable. I like to say get comfortable being uncomfortable because it's the only way we change. Yeah, that is so true. Um, I, I, you know, tell some people uh, we get in that comfort zone because it's it tends to start being easy. It we don't have to you don't have to put as much effort into certain things and then when you do start going towards something to where you get those butterflies in your stomach you get nervous it's like oh i don't know if i should or if i should those are the times that we should really push through and do whatever that thing is so for the ones that's feeling that or not knowing should i should i not what advice would you have for someone in that mindset go for it you know, I mean, if your gut tells you that you're uncomfortable going for it, and let's face it, when we're in a new situation, there'll always be that, you know, sweaty palms, stomachs kind of turning over. Uh, you know, there's there's that piece to it. But you got to challenge yourself to go right. forward. I like to say taking risk. If you're an entrepreneur listening to this, if you're an independent, you know, solopreneur, whatever the case may be, and even if you're in the workplace listening to this, 
and you're looking to take yourself to the next level. You've got to really be willing to show the courage, you know, that you really can take that next step because what's the worst thing that will happen? Doesn't come out the way you thought it would come out. But at least you tried because the biggest failure is the failure to try. So I would say if you're between, I don't know whether to do it or, or, or to do it, see what happens. Be fearless. You know, take that next step. The courage of, of you know, fear is always there. You know, self-doubt is always there. There's always that piece in you that wonders if indeed I'm capable of this. You know, will right. people respond to it? If you've got a new product or you've got a new service that you're offering, you know, you got to really think about, you know, who's your audience. I mean, that's that's number one for, for any business. Mm -hmm. Right. But until you actually open your mouth and make an effort, you'll never know. Right. Let's hit on mistakes, because part of that fear is worrying about mistakes and not wanting to mess up, not wanting to, to, you know, lose some money, you know, but being cautious because in business, there's going to be times where you're going to lose out and yeah. mistakes. The, the most important thing with mistakes is learning from them and not constantly repeating those mistakes. So let's talk a little bit about making no mistakes and being okay with making mistakes. Well, that's that's a big piece of my book, The Fearless Factor at Work. Uh, you know, we uh, I talk a lot about failure and what is failure? It's an expectation or a decision that didn't meet your idea of how it should have been. Right. Okay. Uh, there are many circumstances that can get in the way of things, um, but just because something didn't quite work out the way you wanted it to, uh -huh. there's only one word to apply to that, and that word is next. Next. Because if you're going to be a savvy business person, you've got to be willing to go, I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I'm willing right. to try. And if it doesn't work out, well, there'll be another plan and another vision and another way of going about it. So if plan A doesn't work, plan B, maybe that'll work. Uh -huh. But there has to be less of a fear of failure. Now, for people who are used to having things well-organized, status quo, this year has been absolutely the opposite of that. We have no idea from one minute to the next how things are going to roll out. I mean, more and more the lockdown yet again. And so, you know, that's, that's a big problem for a lot of people. So um, I look at failure as experimentation. Didn't work out, but I can make it work. Uh, different yeah. approach to it. So again, if you're not taking risks, and I see this all the time when I'm coaching people, uh -huh. if your achievement scores are really low, it's because you're not taking enough risks. And I like to say my, my acronym for risk is respect your intention and show courage. And if you can do that, you're being fearless. Very simple. Love it. Love that. Respect. What is respect your intent and show courage? Yeah. Respect your intention and show courage. I love that. I love that. Is that a next book? <laughs> Uh, it's in the present one. <laughs> so, and I mean, that that is, I mean, so true. And unfortunately, this year, so many have been forced into making certain steps because of layoffs and, uh, you know, work isn't there. Companies are having to close where 
so many have had to step out of the box and try to figure things out. And as a current business owner, you know, I would say you, it's time to pivot. It's time for you to pivot uh, for your business. Everybody pivot is not going to look the same. So mm-hmm. it's time that for you to pivot and, um, you know, figure out what do you need to do? How do you need to do it? And don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Don't that, be afraid. That's a big one right there, asking for help. Again, vulnerability and transparency you you said at the beginning you know i love people who are vulnerable and honest and it's that piece of being able to step it up now in my own life it took me a long time to figure out how to do that i'll be honest with you you know the stuff i write about the things that i talk about today they're all the result of having walked that path i know exactly what that looks and feels like I understand insecurity. I understand lack of confidence. I understand the fact that I'm I'm feeling like I don't have enough credentials and therefore, you know, who's going to take me seriously? Uh, you know, I've been through various iterations of that and I'm willing to talk about it today. In fact, in my books, I write a lot about my own personal experiences around some of those more delicate issues, if you like. You know, um, I'm an imperfect human, as we all are. And so, you know, the the idea, as I said earlier, about experimentation, you know, a lot of times when you're a business person, that's kind of what it comes down to. I'm just going to see if this is going to work. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, then let's, as you said, pivot and figure out what else do we need to be doing. Um, So I suggested earlier and I said earlier that, you know, I had spent a lot of this year Uh, regenerating my brand, The Fearless Factor, which I had used successfully for many years. And then I kind of lost it for about four years. Mm -hmm. Um, I took a different path and it was a path that was not a good one. Ultimately, it was not what was going to take me forward. And it was when someone suggested last year, you need to come back to The Fearless Factor brand. Well, if I had known then what was going to happen this year, I would, you know, might have been a bit surprised. But The Fearless Factor at work, has now been called a, time, a book for the times because, you know, there is so much fear and uncertainty in the world and people are looking for answers. But those answers will only come if you start to question yourself and, and really spend time on self-reflection. And you mentioned earlier about journaling. I'm a great believer of write it down, write out your vision, write out the action steps that you're going to take to reach that vision. Think about the people that you need to support you. Think about the people you need to reach out to, to help you get where you want to go. Um, you know, most of, of our connections these days are social media. So, yeah. you know, are you building, a, you know, are you building value in your social media posts? Big, big piece right there. It's not just about how many people are there, uh, you know, in your network. It's about what's the value that you're offering. Um, in order to build relationships. I'm a big LinkedIn user, and I know that primarily LinkedIn is a platform for relationships, Uh as Facebook, but it's a different kind of relationship on LinkedIn. It's much more of a professional level. So what do I need to do to offer value to my network? And that's a big piece for you as a business person, because then ultimately people start to pay attention. Ah, here's somebody who's got something to offer. Uh-huh. You can't just show up out of the blue and ask for something that they might go, well, who the hell are you? You know, get known. 
that's a big piece of it too. Yeah. Well, right now with, you know, we're not able to really get out like we used to. And so many uh, are or were so dependent on the networking groups and going all to all these different places to meet people. Um, and yes, you know, they've had social media, but it was just that constant face to face type of interactions. And now you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what suggestions would you have to someone that's fearful of networking online and trusting the person that they're networking with? And the reason I say trusting is because, you know, there's so many scams out. Everybody's trying to do every little thing now because of the pandemic. Um, what would you say to someone to start doing virtual networking and understanding who you're networking with? So one of the easiest ways to do this is look at the people who are in your network already. Cause we, you know, I'm pretty sure that there there's already people there. Take a look at them and see what they do. Or if you're curious and want to know more about what they do, make time for a phone call. You can do a Zoom call or you can just do a phone call. But make time to have those coffee moments. And that's what I like to call them is coffee moments because we're not sitting down for an hour with someone. Right. 15 minutes, you know, for 15 minutes, I'd love to get to know more about who you are, what you're doing and what do you need? Because it's not about you, number one. Oh, I'm glad to say that. You are not, what doesn't matter whether you're networking in person or you're networking virtually, it is never about you first. It's yes. about what you can give. And if that is simply an opening of a conversation to say, tell me more about who you are and what is your challenges at the moment? People want to feel like they're being seen and heard and it's not transactional. And that's a big problem for a lot of of small businesses. The conversations are always transactional. What can I do to get you to buy something from me? And that ultimately doesn't work very well. So start with that intimate conversation, building those relationships. And, you know, I have have stories where I've had conversations with people and it might've been six months or a year later, they're coming back to me going, you know, we had such a great conversation and now I need something. Can you help? Yeah. And there it goes. And you're building that trust, that no like and trust piece. You know, when you're in person with people and if you've got a personality that loves to connect, then people remember you. So find a way to bring that credibility piece to everything that you're doing. And that know, like, and trust, whether it's in person or whether it's online, is critical. So remember, it's not about you. It's about what you can give value-wise to the person that you're talking to, even if it's just to listen. Absolutely. And um, just to you know, echo what you just said, Um, If you're using social media and you're sending, you know, DMing, inbox messaging or whatever on social media and you're trying to connect with the person and once that person connects with you and I'm going to hit on both sides. Once that person connects with you, turn off your automatic messaging because when you send that message, it's a sell pitch. 
it goes straight into selling. And sometimes when you're selling, the person that's trying to connect with you is already doing what you're offering. So one that says you didn't take the time to even go to the profile to see what this person do. You just want to connect and make it sell. And yeah. then you do connect, go in with a conversation. Don't start doing the little bit of conversation. Hi, how are you? Great to see you. Is just go in, start a conversation because those little conversations, you're going to lose the person because you're going back with, with them two words and just say what it is because you never know that person that is responding to you could be an ideal client for you. But mm -hmm. you turned them off with those little bit of conversations. Hi, how are you? Just go in for it. Um, yeah, and, and that's the other thing about, you know, social media is a numbers game. And you can play the numbers game by, you know, collecting all the the connections, if you like. And in yeah. the early days of LinkedIn, I made a big mistake doing that. And so I've got over 5,000 people in my LinkedIn network, most of whom I have no relationship with whatsoever. But it is a relationship platform. So how do you build that? And my, my feeling is that if you're going to connect with people, don't connect with, with people who are trying to get you. Like I get a lot of LinkedIn leads asking for for connections because they want right. to sell their linkedin leads programs right. i'm not interested so be discriminating about who you want to connect with and if you're the one who's reaching out to make a connection do a little research on them to find out what is their their interest or do they have connections in common with you which is another big piece that you can be looking at you know i we all we know certain you know some of the same people so on and so forth and then finish your little invitation note with and by the way don't just use the linkedin let's connect stuff cuz that's another no no that's like i'm not interested if that's all you can be bothered doing i'm not interested you didn't take the time to really look into who I am and what I do. Yes. But if I'm sending a connect invitation after I've done a little bit of either we've got connections or I like what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. If it makes sense, let's connect. Okay. And that's saying to them, look at my profile. Now, if you don't have a good profile, you're actually, and again, most people have lousy profiles. Take the time to build it. And I'm not doing a social media pitch here in terms of how to do social media. Right, right. But it is all part of the same thing. I've spent thousands of dollars trying to figure out over the years what really does work. And I'm, frankly, I'm still not sure what really works. You know, all kinds of gurus out there who say, you do this and that will work. And you spend a fortune on this, that, and the next thing to try and make it work. But ultimately it's all going to be boiling down to one thing communication and relationships period that's it so get efficient at doing that and doing it well so people can respect you for the way in which you go about things you're not just yeah. throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks right right no, I mean, that's a, a great point um that's part of the investing in yourself so it's not just monetary investing in yourself it's doing the research taking the time you know pick your day just like you do your content planning pick your day and time okay this is the day i'm going to see okay who's out there who should i be connected with whether i can help them or vice versa 
So just, you know, take the time to go through and look and read the profiles. Um, make sure that you're looking at uh, what they do, what they're doing. Scroll through their page, you know, and see some things. They may have done an event. They may have an event coming up. Um, or they may, you know, done a podcast or some type of video. Go through and do your research. That's part of investing in yourself to build your business, to build your network. And it's not going to come overnight. So I don't want anyone to think, okay, well, I'm going to go out there, get connected. And then in a week, I'm going to have all of these great connections. It doesn't work that way. So I don't want to make anyone think that, you know, it's, it's an overnight success thing. It will take time. Uh, it's going to take some work for you to do those things. So, um, you know, great point. And I think your whole slogan of be fearless is also applies to the social media. Don't be afraid to reach out to those people that you're interested in. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a lot of where we get in our own way is we compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. And when I, I look at that and I get, you know, clients who come to me with, with a big problem with comparing themselves to other people that right. automatically undermines who you are. It undermines your talents, your achievements, which may be very, very different from the person that you're admiring from a distance. Um, but frequently you'll find that many of those people who you think are too big to be approached, uh, they're very, very happy to, to reach back. Again, if they can see that you're trying to make an effort and that you're trying to offer some value. I mean, I had to, in all of my books, reach out and ask for endorsements for my book. And I went to some people that I knew was a really, really long shot that whether I got them or not, it didn't really matter. You know, I would still end up with some decent endorsements. And a couple of the really long shots didn't bother to answer me. So that was fine. You know, they were very high up in their game and, you know, that was okay. But I did end up with some really great endorsements for, for both of, of my books that, um, you know, people have really responded to, to well, because again, they saw the value of what it was that I was trying to create and the difference that I'm trying to make. I mean, that's the whole reason for writing books. Although I have, you don't write books to make money very simply you don't write books to make money you write books for credibility right that's what it's about right yeah. it's credibility um so i mean in the and that's something that um so many have to understand that when you're doing something whether it's writing a book uh you're putting some type of module out or anything don't go into it thinking how much money can i make Mm -hmm. You know, uh, okay, if I sell these many for this price, I can make this much. Going with the vision of someone can benefit from this product or service. If you do it that way, it's going to completely change the way you start moving in it. But if you go into it, how much money can I make? Okay, let me do this so I can make X number of dollars. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's nice if it does happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your, your plans properly, it probably will happen. Again, to your point you made earlier about, you know, how do we get past the fear and uncertainty of, well, this has been a lousy years, next year you're going to be the same again. Mm -hmm. Well, you have a choice. You know, you have always got a choice to be able to say, no, it won't because I'm going to make more effort or I'm going to do something differently. Mm -hmm. um, 
but you know don't just keep slamming yourself up against the wall but think about you know how do you get over under around it you mentioned in your your introduction to me i have a black belt in martial art, arts and what i discovered about that wall is that when i was really exhausted and tired and did not want to continue i had a choice i could either stop and go i don't want to do this anymore or I could say, okay, I'm going to go through this wall, around this wall, over this wall. But one way or another, that wall is coming down because I am not going to be stopped from whatever it is that I want to do. But again, I might have to re-strategize on how to approach it so that I can actually do that. I find myself when I'm really tired and exhausted, my determination kicks in. And if, if my determination kicks in, it has an, a, a real FU attitude. And that's, that's a piece that has gotten me far because it, it's been there. But there were six things that I learned in martial arts that I, I put in. I call them building your leadership muscles. And the first one is commitment. You've got to be committed to be in whatever game you want to be in. The second piece is having focus. You're focused on your destination. You're focused on what it is that you want to be doing. Your third piece is discipline, and you need to develop your discipline to study what you need to study, to do all the things that you need to do, show up for however many hours. And I'm not talking about showing up for 18 hours a day, by the way. That's about setting boundaries. That becomes a different issue. But discipline is really important. Then after discipline, there's follow through. Many people fail because they don't have follow through. They don't have a plan for follow through. I'm just going to send one email. And well, they didn't answer. So well, that's that. Well, have a plan for what the follow through looks like. Then there's consistency. Consistency is really important. And again, you know, I used to say I was proud of the fact that I was inconsistent um, because then I would never get boring and I'd never get sucked into status quo. But consistency is really important. You've got to be able to know how to do the same thing over and over and over again. It's putting a system in place, putting in, in some kind of processes. And then last piece for you is perseverance. When you get knocked down, that's that failure piece. When you get knocked down, get back up again. And every time you get knocked down, you get back up again. And all of these things were available to me in a fight. I'm committed. I'm focused. I'm disciplined. I'm following through. I'm consistent. And I persevere. So these are the six things I call building your leadership muscles. And uh, as, as a good leader, Know yourself first and foremost. And when you know who you are and what your strengths and your weaknesses are and what it is that you're really looking to do in the world and what difference is it going to make and who do you want to bring along with you, these are really the key elements of anyone's measure of success, frankly. It's not got to do with how much money's in the bank, but it's more to do with how do you see yourself walking through the world taking ownership of who you are being fearless when you feel the fear and you need to show courage to get to the other side of it wow that is an excellent way to end <laughs> i appreciate you thank you so much um let everyone know how they can get in touch with you connect with you and to just be fearless 
Thank you. Uh, you can reach me at my website, which is www.thefearlessfactoratwork.com. Thefearlessfactoratwork.com. Mm -hmm. You can also find me on LinkedIn under Jacqueline Wales. And I'm also on Facebook as uh, Jacqueline Wales also. So uh, you can get me on these three platforms there. And if you go to my website and you subscribe to my mailing list, you'll get a free fear chapter from The Fearless Factor at Work. The book is available on Amazon right now on Kindle and in paperback. Um, and so far... Um, seems to be doing what it's supposed to do, which is giving people a lot of good insights into how to show up and be your best self in the world. Wow. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us and just, you know, giving us all of those nuggets. Um, and, you know, before we end, I'm going to go through your six one more time, because I think that is just crucial for people to walk away with. Your first was commitment and just ensuring, you know, you, you stick with it. Basis, I just stick with it. Uh, stay focused, you know, do what you have to do to be sure you're getting it done. Discipline, making sure that you're, you know, you you, you put out all those distractions. Let's just say that and, and making sure that you're staying with those other two, because as we go through these, they all go together. So you have to stay focused and commit committed to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. Follow through. This is so important. Um, so many we don't follow through because, you know, we send an email or we make a phone call. You don't get the return call and you just send tooling your thumb. Oh, well, I guess they didn't want to be bothered. Follow through. Mm -hmm. Set your map, set, set some perimeters around following through. And some people, you're going to have to call them more than two times, you mm -hmm. know, in a situation. So uh, be sure you follow through. Be consistent with what you're doing and just stay on top of it. So you're, you're going to make it. And then the big one, you're going to get through it. OK, so perseverance, you're going to get through it. As long as you stay within those six well, five previously. So stay committed, stay focused, stay disciplined, follow through, stay consistent. And when you get here, you can just say you, you I won't say you're at the finish line, but you're crossing that line to go into better and greater things. So Absolutely. thank you again, Jacqueline, um, for coming on and sharing with us and letting us just be a part of your fear factor. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Melissa. It's been my pleasure to be with you today. I enjoyed the conversation. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.